Okay, uh, aloha. My name, it is June 8th, 2022. It's a Wednesday. Uh, my name is Lopaka White, and I work for the Kaho'olawe Island Reserve Commission as, for now, the maintenance and vessel operator. Oh, interesting. Hi. Uh, my name is Sally Ann Delos Reyes, and it is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. Um, and where I'm at right now, I am my own boss. I'm retired. <laughs> awesome. That must be nice. Oh, and I am um, nearly 80 years old. And you're still paddling? Yes. It keeps me alive. Yeah. Um, okay, since we're jumping into paddling, when, when did you start paddling? It was, uh, I must have been in... I don't know, seventh, eighth grade, and this guy came to our school in Pukali and said, anybody wants to paddle? You know, I went with the crowd. Everybody went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what paddling was or anything. So we jumped in the back of this guy's truck, and we came to the harbor. The harbor didn't look like what it did not then. It was open. There was no, the breakers weren't there, and when we'd paddle around the vessels, we'd watch the hammerhead sharks and all of these things. So it really made us not want to turn the boat over so and then i found out that uh the guy that used to come to pick us up was john lake's brother so that's how i got involved with her family yeah but and it didn't come until years later that i met um Kumusisi. okay and this is kahului harbor you're talking about kahului harbor yes Wow, you know, that's interesting. I remember, so I first started, I was about 15 years old, and my uncle was a lifeguard at Kanaha Beach. And, you know, he would have these paddling stories, he would dabble in it. And so one, one year, he finally kind of convinced me, like, hey, come check it out. He gave me my first paddle, you know. And so Kanaha was really windy. Oh, yeah. And I just remember being like, wow, this is really hard. I remember my, my back being sore. But, you know, we had just enough guys my age to make a crew and I remember after like the first couple of times doing it I remember going home and telling my mom like my mom asking oh how was it and I told her I was like you know mom this is something that I could see myself doing for 20 years and here we are <laughs> you know 30 years later and, and still going and I'm talking to you <laughs> and your first experience and you just paddled this morning correct yes you had practice this morning yes. yes that's so cool I also remember, by the time I was paddling in Kahului Harbor at Hawaiian Canoe Club, um, back then, this was obviously before 9-11, 2001, but I remember paddling, we could paddle up and down next to the cruise ship. We could go inside that area that's restricted oh, now. Uh -huh. And so it was so cool, you know, you're paddling by this huge cruise ship and the tourists are kind of there, you know, they're cheering for you and sometimes they would throw flowers and their lays and stuff. and always had one knucklehead kid, you know, would yell back at the tourists and say some lewd comments or show them finger or something. But I also remember some days when the cruise ship would be docking mm. and we have, we'd be on the inside and we have like another piece and, and we would do our piece as the cruise ship is docking and like, you know, sometimes some of the kids yes. would be scared and, yeah. and we can't do that anymore. But I look back on that as like, wow, that's something that was normal before. Just like for you and had never have the breakwaters in, yes. the, in the harbor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Or even 
this is years later when they'd have the tugboat. Okay. And you know, we're so stupid then. Yeah? I mean, we never thought about how, <laughs> what danger was, yeah? Yeah. So we're going across yeah. between the tugboat and the main vessel. Oh, that's nuts. Uh, that's what I said. <laughs> and you know, the, when we, they get the, that thing get tightened, yeah. the rope would come up. Yeah. You know, we could have we died. But Break the canoe in half. <laughs> we were just, no, 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 um, no hesitation of, you know, oh, this is going to be dangerous or whatever. I remember one time we had a regatta in Ka um, Kaanapali and um, it was really stormy and so we had to jump out of the canoe and nobody asked me if I knew how to swim <laughs> <laughs> so they said get off and swim I go what nobody asked me if I could swim I couldn't swim so I remember the, the steersman saying, help her, she doesn't know how to swim. And I thought, I'm gonna die today. I don't know how to swim. The waves of Kanapala are huge. And wow. I finally made it in then, yes. Then I learned how to swim. Wow. But so stupid. <laughs> so you also, I remember the last time I was chatting with you, you went from back in those days, not being able to swim. Then you told me you had this wild hair and you wanted to swim across so the Ao Ao channel. Yeah. Can you describe to me that experience and the place and what was what you were feeling or what you're experiencing? Yeah, you know, I have to owe this all to my father. Um, he's a plantation worker. We didn't have much, but we didn't know all the people in Pukali. We didn't know we were poor, you know. So we just made what we what we um, wanted to do. So he was a waterman. And um, I'm giving you all this pre thing so yeah, that yeah. you'll know how I... So, um, he used to bring us fishing and Sheraton on the other side, he told me, come, I show you, no swim over here. Okay. And you know, at that time, we never questioned our parents. They said, do this, okay. You know, we just, we trust our parents. So he tells me, you go and look underneath there. You don't disturb underneath. Oh, okay. There's a resident shark there. You probably have heard that, right? Yes. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so he says, don't go swimming over there. Don't put food over there. And oh. so, you know, we all turned around. And my father never put fear of the shark in us. Um, when he used to go fishing, he'd put us on an inner tube with a board on the bottom, and he'd go fishing. And he has a long line, and he'd string the fish, and the fish would come to the, the floater. And he tells us, my brother and I, if the fish, if you see a big fish, you kick them in the nose so cool. that they wouldn't take the, so, okay, dad, so we just, yeah, we come, kick them in the nose, and I mean, we're so, so trusting, yeah. and here's my mother on the road, on the, on the shore, shot, shot, <laughs> we don't know what she's saying, right, we just see her jumping up and down, and you know, and my father, oh, that, crazy wahini, you know, whatever. <laughs> we just come in and bring in our fish and everything. But that area was close to um, where I decided, well, years later I thought, when I learned how to swim, I thought, okay, I can do this. I want to swim. I want to I go across to the other island. So at the time we had a, um, a rad and boat, and then I told my friend, okay, all you have to do is Throw a, uh, 
first I started to swim when I was going like this because I didn't know how to yeah. do open water. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, you look up and you go, whoa, whoa, you know, wave because the wave almost. is going out yeah. this, you know. So I said, oh, just throw a yellow rope down and mm. I'll tell me where to go and I would follow the yellow rope. Oh. So wasn't too bad um, until I realized when I looked at, when I looked down, I thought, whoa, the water is really, really blue. That means it's really, really deep with really, really big fish underneath that can come get me because I'm <laughs> floating around on the top. But anyway, I thought, no, I, I can do this. I can do this. So I just determined that I was just going to follow this yellow rope. And I focused on the yellow rope because if I did, then I wouldn't think about all the other things that's going on around me or what under me or whatever. So yes, I went in. We didn't go, we didn't come into the harbor. Um, they put the ladder down and I climbed under the boat and then we went home. Yeah. Just like that? Just, yeah. No fanfare, uh, no, no medal. Not, no. You know, <laughs> my father used to tell me, you know, when you do something good, you know, show off because somebody gonna kahuna you. Ah. So, you know, he was instilling humility in us. If you're good, just keep it quiet. He goes, other people will know, and that's good enough for you. And you know that, that's good enough for you. So my father taught me a lot of, a lot of stuff now when I think about it. He was really, yeah, he was really wonderful. He used to bring home for me after, um, when we were a kid, and I guess he could see how I, you know, I went all over the place. I, you know, a whole bunch of kids would just walk around the camp and things. But he used to bring home to me National Geographic, and oh. that's when it started. Oh. I thought, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And my father would say, you know, you go school first. Oh, Dad, I don't want to go school. Just like you, you never went to school. Why should I go to school? You have a job. You know, talk back to me. Okay, okay. So, um, when there was this one, especially this one, Machu Picchu, um, I thought, when I get older, I'm going to climb this mountain. So I did. And um, there was this one other friend, and I did it. The, along the trail, you know, everybody goes, oh, it's a spiritual trip. Uh -huh. I thought, this is not spiritual. This is hard work <laughs> because the, the steps are like 18 inches high and wow. it's going up and down and up. Wow. Plus, you have to do the elevation thing too, right? Yeah. You go all the way up into the mountain and, and do this. And at the end, you cannot concentrate anymore on what you're doing. You really have to go out of your body and have a spiritual experience. It just comes because it's so beautiful up there and everybody's really quiet. I don't ever remember hearing birds or, huh. or anything like that. All I remember is just this high step in front of me. So it's like one step in front of the others to finish this whole, this whole wow. um, thing. And when we were at the highest peak, I remember people were vomiting and, yeah, yeah. you know, and I go, oh, they're having altitude sickness. Yeah. I go, okay, Lord, I don't want to get sick because I don't know anybody here and I don't know if my medical is going to cover, you know. <laughs> but yeah, we finished, we finished wow. that whole trip. It took us uh, three days and four nights to do the whole thing. And then we came down and this one guy said, oh, you go over there. I go, okay, what's over there? No, you go over there. I go, okay, 
ago, there are hot springs. Oh. Oh, it was so cool. After you walk yeah. all the distance to go in a hot spring, oh, it was really, really oh. nice. It was very, very nice. Good recovery, yeah? Yeah. So I don't, I don't remember too much of Cusco except when we landed, they put us in the highest part of the hotel. And I thought, why are they having oxygen on this certain level? Why are they having oxygen here? You know, we're going up and everything go down. And then later on, it was like, oh, I know why they have oxygen here. <laughs> Take a couple of whistles and then go oh, up. Yeah, that's incredible. I know. And then. The first evening they go, they have a sit in the lobby and things, and they go, oh, do you all want tea? I go, oh yeah, I'm a tea drinker, I want tea. Whoa, it's not just tea, it's cocoa tea. I didn't know that. Oh. And I thought, oh, this is really good tea. You know, that was my thought, right? <clears throat> and then I thought, I want my girlfriend to taste this tea, because it's really good. So. <clears throat> So I bought a bag of tea and I put it in my suitcase. And when we came into the United States, they looked at, you know, they go, lady, is this yours? I go, yes. He goes, do you know what this is? I go, yeah, it's tea. I wanted my girlfriends to taste it. They go, do you know what kind of tea it is? I go, cocoa tea? They go, you can't bring this in the United States. So I said, oh, well, at least I tried. And you saw it, you found it. But I just wanted my girlfriends to try this. So they took it away anyway. I mean, crazy, yeah? yeah. Well, that's, that's a cool story, just listening. So you grew up in Pu'ukoli'i, mm -hmm. and that's in Lahaina, right? Or yeah, on the west side there? Where, it's where now it's a gated community. Oh. Yeah. Um, was it a plantation it was, camp? Yes, it was the largest plantation camp um, on the island. They had over 3,000 people in there. Wow, and your father worked for the plantation? Yes, but it was really cool because we had Japanese camp, Filipino yeah. camp, Portuguese camp, you know, all these different camps. And because of that, we all had to learn how to get along with each other. Right. You know, and we all had to learn how to communicate. So you can learn some Filipino words, some Japanese words. And, and I remember when there was a strike, Everybody cooked and we everybody went to the gym and we all <laughs> ate together with all these different kinds of food and we had dog and everything. I yeah. mean, everything. Huh. And we all had to learn how to live together. But the thing is, everybody say, oh, yeah, yeah, we all get along. But we still had differences between yeah. the Japanese Filipino. Sure. But if we had to stick together, we would all come together to go against, you know, intruders always <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah. that's that's an interesting point sticking working together right you have differences but you work together and so i'm going to bring it back to like canoe culture right paddling oh, yeah. culture same thing on your team right you may not always agree with the person or even like the person necessarily but when you're in the canoe or the va'a together with the same goal in mind which is to reach go from point a to point b mm. You have no choice but to work together you ha yes. and you can you can attempt to do it kicking and screaming at each other or you can preferably attempt to do it working together and, yeah. and being positive and the latter is always better yeah but it sounds um it's one of those i guess a constant theme that i hear in life right working together mm -hmm. towards a common goal yeah so cool
that's the same as life itself. You know, why do you want to go against the waves? Yeah, don't you fight, know, don't fight the ocean. Yeah, don't fight the <laughs> ocean. Like, you know, and I had to learn how to body surf, surf all this stuff. Crazy, if, you know, it's, if you work against it, you know, you're going against the current, crazy, you get too tired. Yeah. You just wait and it'll help you, yeah. you know, use whatever you have to propel yourself forward. Use that. Did you, did you have a, a favorite surfing place, body, whether it was body surf or board surfing of any kind, did you have a favorite place growing up or as well, you went along? The, the most notorious one for me would have been Puepu Beach in Kauai. Oh. And um, I ha didn't have my contact lens on, uh -huh. so I don't know how big the waves right there. Yeah, Kauai is a different animal. <laughs> anyway, so I thought, okay, here comes a wave, you know, cannot see, I don't know how big, you know. So I, I catch the wave and the drop was so huge, I thought, oh Lord, don't have me fall over because it feels like a big, big wave. You know, the drop when you're going yeah. down. So anyway, when I came to shore, I sat down because I was just shaking like this. And they go, wow, how long have you been surfing? I go, oh, not too long. <laughs> <laughs> and you were surfing on a board at this time? I was on a board, yeah. They said it was over 10 feet high. Wow. Face, facing. I, I love hearing that story. Um, there, You know, I feel like every surfer probably has a, a few waves that stand out in their mind. Yeah. And it sounds like that was one of them for you. That was, yeah, that was really outstanding. With that, that I was published in the magazine. I didn't even know that. He's <laughs> my hero, Auntie Sally. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but I was so scared. Of course. It was, I mean, Big. too bad I couldn't see. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember could, the feeling. I huh? remember the feeling that drop. I mean, it dropped and boy, my stomach went oh, up. And your I throat thought, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, and then you know, I hear it and I go, then I looked on the sides and I go, no wonder there's nobody else on the brain. <laughs> it's only me, nuts. Um, I had a, a, I remember a wave similar, the feeling of I paddled for it and I caught it and I stood up on it. And the first thought in my head was, like you said, oh God, please don't let me fall on this one. As at the same time, I was also like, what did I just get myself into? What am I thinking? You stupid, stupid. <laughs> but then for whatever reason it happened. And next thing I know, I'm going down yeah. and kind of like, oh, you can't stop. I'm going to make this one. But that feeling of that initial, like right before the drop, like, oh, what did I just do? I know, you know you're going. Yeah. You, know, you can't hesitate right there. Right. You gotta take it. Yeah. And, but, but the feeling afterwards where you kind of shake the, like yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. so I had to sit down. Yeah, that was my last wave of the day. I rode it all the way in. I had a couple friends in the channel that saw it, you uh -huh. know, and but like I got to the beach and I was just like on fire, <laughs> you know, oh. but that's that feeling of like, what am I doing right now? <laughs> am I ready for this wipeout if it happens? <laughs> Isn't it great? It is. It's you awesome. made it. Yeah. yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah. 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 That was that one was in was in Kaului, right outside Kaului Harbor. Oh, yeah. On yeah. the right side. The right side, Pier One. Yeah. Yeah. Pier, yeah. 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 So I know I know like Uncle Chacha used to tell me about surfing there oh, when he was a kid or young, and I guess they called it power plants. Oh, because he had the power plant, right? Yeah, it's still yeah, there. Yeah. And he would tell stories about being out there. And his dad, I guess, worked at the power plant. And he would have to, like, 
take off his hat and wave at his dad, let him know he's okay, you know. But I can only back then never have leash, you know. The boards yeah, are that's huge. That's right. No so leash. Like, yeah. That's right. No leash. Yeah. 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 That's so why cool. you don't want to get off your board because yeah. you gotta go you gotta after. Then the you board. gotta swim. Yes, you have to <laughs> swim. Yeah. Oh. Wow. That was yeah. That was quite a day. I so that. yeah, that's interesting to listen to you. Basically, the way you paint a picture as you know, you're this girl growing up in Pukoli'i plantation, plantation home, kind of near the ocean. So obviously, yeah. you spend plenty of time about the ocean, being mm -hmm. being taught ocean things to you by your father. To like, you know, in your later life, you're catching big waves, you're swimming across <laughs> channels, you, you're summiting mountains. That's my dad. That's my dad and his National Geographic. Incredible. That's incredible. It's inspiring. But that's all self things. I mean, I, I sure. read and I go, oh yeah, this person did that. But look how many thousands of people yeah. they inspire. And I go... Mine was all self gratification. I did it. I did it. All right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> but, um. <coughs> but when I tell people the story, they go, hey, you lie. You never do that. I go, only me know. And only God knows. Yeah. You and know? that's all that it's matters okay. in the end. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like my dad said, yeah, when my somebody kahuna you, yeah. you good. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that because for me, growing up, you know, always had at the holly, right? The aunties, right? Oh, and the yeah. aunties and the uncles. And I, you are a familiar face that I always remember seeing in the group. However, I didn't know much about you. And I think that's because you never really openly talked about yourself or yeah. like, you know. So that's why when you're telling me these stories, I'm like, oh, you're blowing <laughs> my mind, you know? Like, oh, that's really cool. He's on hammer. <laughs> I just, you know... This is from my dad too. He says, you only have one day at a time. You do as much as you can. In the, in the Filipino broken language, you do as much as you can in one day because you don't know if you're going to mock it tomorrow. Wow. Wow. So it was like carpe diem, right? Yeah. Grasp everything you yeah. can do today. Yeah. yeah. Um, you made a comment earlier when you were hiking Machu Picchu and you talked about okay. the stairs, right? And how it just got to the point where it's like, one step at a time yeah. that's all you can focus on and so earlier you asked you wanted to hear about the, the sailing adventure that we just had this past yeah. weekend and i can it's it's very similar the feelings right like leading up to it uh, nowadays i can look at the weather and kind of get an idea of what mm. to expect and so looking at it you can ask my wife here kelly and um there was a lot of dread it, because it's like it's going to be long it's going to be hot the wind's not going to be as windy as it as we'd like it and so you know there's a lot of um i call it i called it dread excitement like people ask oh. me oh, what do you feel about the race i'm mm -hmm. like i'm excited but i'm also kind of dreading it because i know it's going to be painful at certain points and in the end it's always not as bad as you make it out to be in your head even if it goes bad at times yeah. but that's that that thought when you take the first stroke, that's all you can do in the moment, right? It's one stroke at a time, yeah. one step at a time, yeah. one change at a time. And also working with your team through the fun parts and the hard parts 
And, you know, sometimes in the middle of it, you may not get along. You may get a little snippy with each other or say something that isn't necessarily the most positive thing. Mm -hmm. But you work through it, you get through it. And when you get to the other side, point B, the shore, the goal, that feeling of accomplishment yeah. and excitement and I can't wait to do that again. Mm -hmm. um, in a nutshell, that's how I could describe that, the experience, you know. It's a, lot of, it's, it's a lot of mixed emotions. And you go through all kinds of emotions when you're going through it. There's times where it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, you feel satisfied, right? Like, I'm doing something I love, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And then there's times where it's like, what am I doing out here? It's so hot, I'm so tired. This guy's driving me nuts right now. <laughs> But in the end, you leave that all in the canoe and all on the ocean, right? Yeah. And you hug and you high-five and you yeah. celebrate together as a team yeah. when, you, when you reach the finish. Yeah. And, um, you know, so many of these things, I think, like you said, your father taught you that, that work ethic, that grit, mm -hmm. that tenacity, as well as being humble about it, yeah. which goes such a long way. And those are such, like local style plantation style kinds of things mm -hmm. and it's it's important you know it is yeah. it is important yeah. you know yeah. because a lot of people have this whole ego thing you know i i i did this i did that you know you didn't do anything the lord determines your steps you know what you're gonna he get he prepares you like swimming how would i have known i would be doing all these things I learned how to swim yeah. from my dad, who, you know, who, he determined me going fishing with my dad because I could see octopus. And oh. he always took me because I could see octopus. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, you know, all of, and I love the octopus now. He's such a smart animal. Yes. So when we had the aquariums, um, um, my husband and I then used to have the aquariums at Sheraton, we actually started oh, the aquarium really? business there. And we, so we had the boat and then I had to learn how to scuba dive. But I learned how to scuba dive in Honolulu when I was going through nursing school. I mean, how did that, how, you know, I went into scuba diving because I'll never do it again. And here we have a business that I have to scuba dive. I mean, everything is prepared for my future. You know, I just had to grasp it and learn how to do all of these things. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. cool. I know. Um, did you have, a f or you or your father, did, did you folks have a favorite fishing ground? I think it was close to um, um, maybe Kapalua area. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's a... My, my grandmother told me this story um, about an octopus. And my grandmother, so... My grandmother is Filipino-Portuguese and her, so my mother and my uncle's father was full Filipino. Cool. And so I have this tattoo of a, of a hee on my, on my arm and kind of when I got it, my grandma was, you know, checking it out and like, mm -hmm. and this, I didn't know this at, at the time, but she told me, she's like, oh, you know, when your uncle was young boy, I think he was still nursing, she said. I'm holding him in the kitchen and his grandfather was in the kitchen cooking octopus and so he asked my grandma did he eat solid food yet and my grandma said no 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 he's still nursing so 
I guess this would be my great-grandfather took a tentacle from the octopus that was cooking and I guess he like rubbed the tentacle around my uncle's lips and all the juices and stuff and then my uncle you know he yeah. lip, licked it all up from off his lips and all that and his I guess his eyes kind of like got what big you know yeah. and then I guess it's, yeah my, my great-grandfather told my grandmother now anything this boy gets a hold of he will never let go and I thought that was a really cool That's, story because yeah. I, I didn't know anything about that. I was like, oh, cool. We all, without me knowing it, we all had an octopus connection, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so turns out later in life, my uncle was actually, I hear people tell, tell me stories like, oh, they find out he's my uncle. Oh, you, Uncle Joe Perez is your uncle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go, Man, that guy was an incredible taco diver. Oh. He could find taco anywhere. And I guess years later, my grandmother was t my grandmother made friends with everybody mm -hmm. she was the most friendliest person ever she could not she could not not make a new friend mm -hmm. so she was talking with this young boy at the time and i guess he found out that oh joe perez is your son she go yeah and so you know my uncle had his wild days right so i guess um somehow he told my grandma this story he's like man that guy he, he oh that's so mean you know, expletive word. Yeah. And I guess uh, there was a fight or something breaking out and my uncle like grabbed this guy and like took him away from the fight or, or something. Mm -hmm. And like that guy was like, man, once he get a hold of you, that bugger no let go. <laughs> and so just, that kind of brought my grandma back to that octopus, that yeah. octopus thing, you know, and it's yeah. just so, it's just so interesting how it worked. And yeah. I was like, oh, I never knew that about my uncle. <laughs> <You know? laughs> All these predetermined yeah. things, right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. 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 And I remember, um, I didn't know what I wanted to become. <clears throat> so my grandmother, she lived in Paia. She was a medicine lady. And she told me, oh, you come with me. Okay, Grandma. I'm the oldest, right? So she brought me to a birth, a delivery. She delivers babies. Whoa. So she delivered. The, this doctor wanted my grandma to deliver the baby because it was too big, 10 pounds, whatever. And my grandma said, no, 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 won't buy you sue me, you know, uh. you know all this kind of stuff. He goes, no, if you don't, my wife can die. Okay. So I went with her. And I just, my eyes were like, wow. holy moly, how can the baby come out of that hole? It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, and I thought, Grandma, that's not correct. He goes, how else baby come out? I go, I don't know, but, you know, not like that. <laughs> so that was one, right? <clears throat> so then we were a little bit older, riding bicycles and stuff. My sister got her heel you know, at that time, no more safety stuff. So not, no yeah. safeguard over the chain, right? <laughs> yes. So her heel got caught in the chain. Ooh. And I had to, and she was kind of chubby then. I had to lift her up, lift the, the, um, the bike up and, you know, unleash oh. the, the, um, the chain. I had to get her loose. And here I am. We're, it, was a, it was a work day, so my parents were not home. Here I'm carrying her with this floppy heel oh, no. in my hand, going to look, and I thought, I, this is what I need to really? do, was to be a nurse. Yeah, because of my sister, yeah, and her heel. Wow. Yeah. Except when we went to this, the, the Lahaina Hospital, um, Lahaina Hospital is now where um, 
just to the side of, um, oh, what's that store? Not, it used to be a little bit further down from, it used to be called um, Bo Baba, Baba's. Oh, Baba Gums? Yeah, Baba Gums, further down. But okay. Uh, it was called something else before that. Anyway, <coughs> there's this one Japanese, everybody knows her, Shizuko. She was so scary. <laughs> and I thought, I'm not going to be like her. She used to come with us with a needle in her <laughs> hand like this, and you could see the needle, and you know, give us the shot. And I go, I'll never be like her. So, yeah, I determined I was not going to be like her. Yeah, went to Queen's Hospital, went into pediatrics. And I love the kids. I remember the kids more than I do the parents. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you watched the, probably watched a lot of children grow up. Yes. You know, throughout your career as yeah. a nurse. Yeah. And wow. some of them still say hi, but they're like, they have their own kids. They're old, 40, you know, over 50. Wow. And it's like, what's your name now? Oh, I remember you. You know, I re you know that yeah. I tell them what they look like and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. So did you work primarily in Lahaina too as a nurse or? No, it was on Oahu. On Oahu. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. At Queen's okay. Hospital. Um, it used to be a nursing school, but it's it's not that anymore. Oh. Yeah. yeah. How long were you in the field? Well, I, I, um, <coughs> I was working for Kaiser for over 40 years. Wow. How's that? Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. That is a long time. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Rewarding work, though, I, I'm sure. Yes. You know, it wasn't like work because I enjoyed it so much. It wasn't like work. I mean, I went to... At that time, we didn't have dress codes, so I used to dress really crazy <laughs> going, to going to work. Pediatrics, right? I'd put, I remember this one time, um, I put this wig on, <coughs> and he was one of my favorite patients, I think. Japanese, had cancer, was dying. And so I would play a lot with him. And one time we were playing, he grabbed my hair, the hair fell off. Oh, he yelled so loud uh. because he couldn't. Why did my hair come? Yeah, but he was the one that died in my arms. And uh. I thought, you know what? And, you know, I kept telling him, hang on, hang on. Mama's going to come. Where's my mom? Mom is going to come. Hold on, hold on. Don't go. You stay right here with me. You know, Auntie's going to be really, really upset if you leave and not see your mama. Well, just before she came into the door, he passed away. It was so sad. That was my favorite kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. But see, those are times when you value people that are around you because you don't know how long they have. And especially now when people are old, like there's four of us that we get together, old paddlers, and we're getting together more frequently because, you know, we see each other when we're young. Our hair was all black and, you know, we can conquer the world. And now we're walking slow our hair is gray but the mind is still young the body may be old but the mind is still young and we still get together That's it's crazy. the same as my uh, my siblings you know we're orphans uh -huh. my mom and dad died and when i was in the mainland visiting my daughter i thought you know what i gotta get together with my siblings and so i said okay we're gonna have sibling thursdays and my brother goes oh yeah he's always complaining you know and so then the following Thursday, we all got together again. He goes, oh, this is good. Then he started to make the agenda. <laughs> Folk music, these are the music we wanted. He really got into it. But you know, the thing that's nice about it, 
we all revert back to our childhood. Huh. You know how we talk, um, like if somebody's going, we're going to have lunch. The same people that used to prepare the lunch are the same people. The same people that wash the dishes and everything are the same people. We went right back into oh. our old chores. Old habits die hard. Old habits, yeah. really. Because <laughs> my brother and I were the hunter-gatherer and my two sisters oh. were the cook. So it was like, if I want to eat something, I'd bring the vegetables. Like, Can you cook this for me? You know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not a cook. I don't cook. My brother is a cook. But That's teamwork. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. 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 Wow, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Um, do you have any particular paddling adventure or anything like that that you know really stands out in your mind as you know whether it's the hardest or the fastest I ever went or you know the most challenging thing I've ever done? Like where where was it and and what, what, what about it made it stand out in your mind so much? Okay, so <clears throat> when I went to Costa Rica, I thought, okay, I'm going to go surf over there. But you know, it, didn't look, it didn't look big, but I thought, you know, I got to go in the water in Costa Rica. I got to surf in Costa Rica. Okay. It was so boring. You stand up and the wave takes you from one bay to the next bay. And it's just monotonous. You're just standing there. It's no fun. You don't get the drop, <laughs> no nothing. <laughs> So I never went out again really? to go surf. Yeah, it was boring. It was so <laughs> absolutely boring. So then, okay, we're going to Timor. So we sailed over to Timor. And I told this one, this is a little off the side. Uh -huh. I the captain goes with his accent, you know, where are you going? I go, I'm going to swim. It's beautiful. He goes, Crocs. Ooh, crocs. saltwater Crocs. I didn't nice. know that. So I thought, eh. I said, just no Crocs, Crocs. <laughs> Oh, I just keep coming in the nose. <laughs> this huge thing went by, and I thought, "Holy moly!" He's it's right, big crocodiles. They must have been about twenty-five feet. Oh, it was huge. Then I just forget about swinging around the place. Um, so that was one in Costa Rica, the waters um, around Timor and stuff like that. Um, there's so many adventures. Yeah. I have so many adventures, I tell sure. you. Yeah, hard to pick one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really. Um, I know, I remember that being really, really bored. But I remember the same beach, too. I was walking down the beach, and I hear, Salia, and I thought, who knows me in Costa Rica? Nobody knows me in Costa Rica, right? It was one of my friends that teaches at MCC. And how is that, right? Random. So he bring, she brings me to the place she's staying. This old, howly looking guy looks at me. He goes, I know you. I go, what? He goes, I know your father. You know my dad? He goes, yeah, he used to drive around this red beaten up truck. He, your father was the one that brought, you, brought me home to your house. And, if, and you were small then. Wow. And I thought, where how you know how why was i meeting this guy again yeah, yeah you know yeah but that was that was interesting that with with the surfing small world yeah small yeah and the older i get the smaller it gets really? too I, yeah yeah wow i know there's so many surfing yeah. queen surf all tennis courts oh yeah all those people all those places can you describe to me like your your favorite board you had or was it Oli? 
Of course. Of okay. course, we all had oldies then. Okay. And yeah, it was, it was. Uh, he painted a, a girl of, in the front, a Hawaiian girl uh -huh. with all the flowers and all stuff around. That was my favorite board. I, I guess it was so favorite when I moved to Maui, I forgot it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. Do you still try to get out in the water and go for a surf every now you and then? No, I wish I could. You know, when you get old, you have arthritis oh, yeah. and cannot anymore. Yeah. It's, so it's not easy, even if you not if you don't feel that old or you aren't that old. It's not always easy to uh, get the motivation to go hunt. You know, for waves and. Sometimes you know, oh, it's kind of looking kind of big. I'm probably going to get kind of lickings if I go out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess you have to do it when you're really young. You have to be in the, yeah, in the water so you're not afraid. It's of interesting, the water. too, you know, um, speaking of that, when I was younger, I remember some days like, you know, being all gung ho ready to go out, right? And then I see some, one of the old timers come, one of the uncles or aunties or whoever. You know, you always end up talking, sort of, hey, how's it looking? Oh, you going or what? And the uncle, a little bit older, all oh, white hair already, you know, he told me, oh, that's not a day for me. I'm too old for that already. This is a young man's day, you know? Oh, yeah. and, and then kind of being like, oh, wow. And perhaps it's because being that age at that time, like sometimes you don't know any better, right? You still want to yeah. go, cha go challenge, right? You're yeah. looking for the challenge yeah. and you don't care if you get lick-ins. And sometimes you get out there and you get really good licking. Yes. And yes. you can't help but think about like, oh, no wonder Uncle never like paddle out. He knew this was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, because when you, you take know? a wave and it takes you down and yeah. you go, whoa, where yeah. is the top? Yeah, where's all yeah, these bubbles? Yeah. Oh, where's the top? Where's the top? Yeah. yeah. It's always fun though, like listening to their surf stories. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Apparently, you know, even, even how they say like, ah, you guys don't know when, when I was your age. There was nobody used to surf here. It just used to be yeah. me and my friends, you know, and I'll get a thousand people out. And it's yeah. like, oh, you get kind of jealous. You know, like, well, I yeah. wish I could see it like that. That's, that's what it was. It was hardly anybody yeah. surfing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's this one story, too. Yeah, when I was going a thousand peaks. I used to surf before I used to go to work. <clears throat> and there was a newbie on the, on the wave with me, and I thought, I wonder if he knows etiquette. You let the older people go first. No, he didn't. So he went. And I thought, I'll teach you. <laughs> <laughs> so I followed him and I grabbed his board. No way. Well, the board went down, came up and cracked me in my oh. mouth like bleeding. I go, oh, it's still early. I'm going to continue surfing. So I'm surfing, bleed. You know, you bleed yeah. a lot. Bleeding all down. Nobody came around me. So I had all the surf by myself. <laughs> Nobody wants to be with the blood, right? Yeah, just bleeding, <laughs> yeah. bleeding, bleeding. Oh <laughs> Getting radical. Oh, I know. Looking savage. <laughs> yes, exactly. I could, yeah. So then I went to the clinic and they, so I'm such a weenie, you know, I'm, I, I'm afraid of needles. And I go, oh, please numb it really, really, really good. But can you spray first so it's really numb before you put the needle in? I go, Sal, and you're been surfing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that's what I do. So. <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah. maybe that's from you know your your memories of the the old Japanese nurse that you talked about, right? With the giant the needles, yeah. Needle. So, uh, you have you know, I never thought it. about yeah. that. You're right. <laughs> she was really. She used to have this white cap like this and this white apron, and she looked like a um, 
like, you know, those Japanese samurai, they put this white oh, makeup yeah. on and stuff. <laughs> and she had this really mean looking face. Yeah, she was, yeah. <gasps> She's so cool. Oh my God. <laughs> I bet you if you told, talk to people my age, they would know her, Guaranteed. you know, from Pukuli. Oh yeah. The, the, yeah. the doctor I grew up with was um, Dr. Akitaki. Oh, he used to work my medical group. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. He must have taken care of every kid on this island that's my age, you know. Yeah. 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 He was good fun. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I don't know. What else? What else? You know? Hula. That's something I never dabbled in too much. Oh. Um, but I would love to hear a, a hula adventure story or something of yours if you have one. Yeah, I always have adventure stories. Hula. I started to go hula. Same thing. This is, it was Pua Lindsay and Ned Lindsay. So they came up, they go, oh, who wants to take hula? My dog, my mom. She wants to take, oh, can you? <laughs> we went, okay, I go. So it was really interesting at first because it's new, right, to me. So I'm really right there. And then I got bored. And then it was marble season. Marble season. Yeah. yeah marble yeah. season. I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Mom, I'm going hula, okay. My backpack is full of marbles. Make the yes, sound, yeah, yeah, when you yeah. Run. yeah, yeah. So I watch her, watch me going. Then I detour, <laughs> playing marbles. <laughs> and then Mr. Lindsay, the pol he was a policeman, and he used to go to different schools and play music and sing. I guess it was to encourage people to go into the police force. Anyway, he would come and all the kids go, Hello, Salian, the policeman coming after you. Not, not. So I would hide. He'd go, what? And everybody pull me out. So because, you know, yeah, it was always. So I would go to hula and the teacher would hit my ukulele. Oh, my marbles. Come on, I'm running for my marbles. Dust coming all over the place. Yeah. That's but, cute. I, but when I got hold of hula, how it made me feel after that, yeah, I was determined, and then I, we, they had this one competition, and I remember I won first, no, I didn't win first place. It was, I came in second place with a number called Kalua, and huh. the first place person from Oahu came to me and she said, you should have this, the, the trophy, not me. Huh. And I thought, that was good enough for me. She yeah. thought I was better than she was. Oh, okay, good. Interesting about that story, you said, you. The song was called Kalua yeah. or something. And yeah. you know, Lua meaning two, right? And you still got second place. And yeah. then, but then, I don't know, just kind of like, wow, that's neat, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then your competition though thought you should have won. And yes, and that made it even better. <laughs> it was like, I try, I won, you know, because she acknowledged wow. me. Yeah. Would you, would you say, you know, hula, especially if you're dancing with a big group, is it similar to, being in a paddling crew exactly all the sports are all discipline, discipline. Um, you have to be really aware of the people around you um, how they're feeling and things like that and yeah you have to really work together um, you can't be out of sync you can't come to class habut upset mm. you know because you disturb the whole the whole sp spiritual part and if, even if we were kind of habut and things outside Hmm. Okay, we have to go outside. But then they don't send me outside because I would play. I would, I would find activities to do when I was, when I was time out. <laughs> Set your marbles in your pocket. <laughs> I would, you know, I would climb the, 
I would climb the coconut tree that was out the outside, and I remember they had to call the fire station because I couldn't come down. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was yeah. You sounded you sounded a little rambunctious when you were yeah, young, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we used to have um, in the camps. You have. Um, Japanese garden and then you had the Filipinos mostly had the pig pens and things okay. like that and <coughs> my brother and I our job was to go feed the pigs of course we just don't go feed the pigs on this little cart right <laughs> you know we're going down full speed and everything by the time we got to feed the pigs there was no pig food <laughs> in the bucket because they would it would spill over with stick dirt everything just fill it up and then we go to the pig pen and feed the pigs right and it was not just feeding the pigs we had to ride the pigs and it was i know it was yeah we rode the pigs it was yeah of course you're not supposed to do that too yeah were but you competitive with your siblings did you guys have a competitive nature no or? it's funny no we no. didn't just having fun Be, just having fun yeah interesting that's interesting you're yeah. right yeah. no competitiveness huh and you said you were the oldest i was the oldest yeah okay did you yeah. have to like Watch keep everybody them. in line and you know my sisters the two younger ones they go you know we hated you <laughs> i go why because mom and dad always said look at your sister be like her i go hey i wasn't doing anything why are you guys hating me because they had to behave since i was so goody two-shoe right oh that's cute my my mom tells me similar stories she's she's the middle of six. Oh wow but she told me like you know she was the one who had to wrangle everybody and she was the goody two-shoe and like she, all her sisters kolohe you know <laughs> and still to this day like you said old habits die hard right uh, yeah my mom is still kind of the wrangler and my, the, the sisters is still the kolohe ones and <laughs> yeah you don't change your personality basic yeah, you know? yeah 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 wow it's it's amazing how i've lived this long and my siblings thank god are still alive yeah. But it gets it saddens my heart because our time, our expiration date is close, right? And you watch them get old, it's it's sort of sad. It's like watching my mom and my dad, you know, with the siblings. And yeah. so more so they get very close to your heart. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I must admit um this is something that Uncle Johnny always tells me, but you know, I look, I look at you and you look vibrant and healthy in your age now and I would have to credit that to all the paddling and swimming and surfing you've done, all the hula, it keeps you young and healthy and it's inspiring. Like I said, it's inspiring because I, I look at you and I look at your, your peers and I tell myself, like, I'll like be like that when I grow up. I want to be like that. I hope I'm still paddling when I'm 80, you know? They got to make new divisions already. Yes, they do have to. <laughs> I think it's in the state, right? Yeah. They're trying to open 80s. Yeah, they got to make 80s division already, yeah. you know? And yeah. it's like, oh, if they can do it, I can do it, yeah. you know? When I went to World Sprints, <clears throat> some of these women, I mean, from the one, I remember this one group, must have been, I can't remember where, they used their paddle as a cane walking oh to the boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to go into the boat and they're not smi smiling i mean they look really grouchy and they're old and they're you know but 
you know, I give them credit because they're still paddling. Yeah. So yeah, they're in there and they're, they look at us like, who are you guys? You know, it's like, oh, scary, scary, these people. <laughs> and here we are, oh, aloha, aloha. But yeah, they were trying to give a stink eye. And I thought, <laughs> okay, you can give all the stink eye. You're like, we go beat you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so I think that year we got, uh, there was one year we got gold medal and the other, the other, the next year we got two gold medals for our division. Wow. We're supposed to have three. But when we made the turn, we looked up and you know, at World Sprints, you have plenty of balls, right? Yeah, yeah. We go, got lost. Which is our ball? <laughs> Nobody said anything because we didn't want to be responsible yeah. for who chose the wrong ball. We just, I just paddle, <laughs> paddle, paddle, paddle. We just paddle. We, and then it took so much time for us turning oh. around. But then I thought, just paddle. Yeah. We beat the first place people. We came in, but we were DQ'd. Oh, wrong, wrong lane. You wrong lane. Ah. You know, oh, wrong lane. We see the other people coming. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. You still beat them. I know, really. Um, yeah. Something, so, you know, when I think of canoe paddling and competitions, I, you know, I think of, they do medal ceremonies and, you know, almost every race you do, you, you can compete for a medal and some of the, most intense hardest paddling competitions i've done or maybe not even competition but events i've done mm -hmm. there was like for example naholokai is a sailing race from haleiwa on oahu and you finish nawili wili in Kaua on Kauai. so it's wow. a very long race it gets to the point where in the middle of the kaiea channel you cannot see oahu and you cannot see Kauai. Oh. And so you're already four or five hours in at this point, And it's like, oh, I can't see where I came from. I can't see where I'm going. I guess we just got to keep paddling. Whoa. And you know, eventually, if you're going the right way, Kauai, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kauai will, will come into view. Yeah. And then in your brain, it's like, okay, probably get another four hours. Because just, you just start to you see it, see right? It. And then slowly, oh. all the details. Oh, and it's yeah. so this. No, really, really, that area, it's so, like, it's one of the most, um, I don't know how to explain, it just looks so rugged. You know, Kauai is a very old island, and it, the cliffs are, the, yeah. they're so tall, the valleys are so deep, yeah. you know, yeah. and slowly everything comes into focus, slowly, and then you can, eventually you, you can start to make out some of the ridges, mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and then eventually it's like, you can kind of start to see airplanes, right, because it's, no, really, really is next to the airport, so when you start to see planes, it's kind of in your brain. It's like, okay, like we're getting a little closer. Mm -hmm. You know, then you start counting down, right? If you have, if you're lucky enough to have something that tells you how far you've gone, we all know that the, it's about 90 some odd miles. So in your brain, you're counting down, right? It's like, okay, oh, 40 more miles. Okay, 30 more miles. Okay, okay, 29 more miles. Okay. 27 more miles, you know, yeah, and then it's really, like, yeah. okay, 10 miles, that's a Maliko run. You can start oh, to yeah, see, you, you know, see, in your, you break yeah. it down and you just to make yourself feel better. Mm -hmm. And anyway, some of those races take a very long time. Like the, the fastest one I've ever done was seven and a half hours. The longest one I've ever done was close to 10 and a half. And I've heard of others taking like 12, 13 hours, you know. But the funny part is when you... Those, those races, they time you from beach to beach. Mm -hmm. So you're not finished until the nose of your canoe touches the finishing beach. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I 
And so you go through all of that, and then you get to the beach, and you land on the beach, and you're lucky if maybe one of the crew members or a couple of the crew members in the race has, has family members oh, that come. Yeah. They know what you did. But more often than not, you get plenty of malahinis on the beach, and they kind of just look at you, and they're like, <laughs> oh, where'd you all come from? You know, and we, we say, oh, wahoo, and they're like, oh, they don't really know, right? Yeah, they they have kind of no clue. Yeah. And, you know, maybe some of them will kind of clap, but, like, there's no fanfare. There's no... There's no medal ceremony. There's no drums. There's no, like, you're lucky if you get a beer or a bottle of cold water from somebody who just happened to be there, right? Yeah. And then, after all that, you wait for the canoes, the rest of the canoes to come in if you're lucky enough to be in the front of the pack. And if the sun is ready to go down, it's like, okay, turn the canoes around. You get back in the canoe. You got to paddle them up the river a little bit. Then you got to help everybody oh, carry no. their canoes up. And they're all, you know, these canoes are 1,000 plus pounds each. Everybody's yeah. exhausted yeah. already. Yeah. And then it's like you get all the canoes up. Then it's like you got to break down the canoe, derig it, yes. put everything down, and like shovel food into your mouth, and then go rush to the airport and in your wet clothes and get on the plane, you know? No fanfare. No fanfare. No frills, no fanfare. But I almost like that better, you know? It's just yeah. so like the feeling of... I'm not in it for the fanfare or you're not in it for yeah. the medals or, you know, you're just, just, you're just in it, it to be in it, just yeah. to do it. Yeah. And another thing I love to contemplate after doing some kind of crossing like that, especially with the sailing canoes, you know, you get to the beach, you're exhausted, you're tired, your hands hurt, you're thirsty, you know, everything hurts. And then I always remind like my crew members are like, brah, like for example, if we get to Kauai, right? Mm -hmm. So brah. Imagine if we had to face Kamuali'i spears now. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what the kupuna went through. That's, that's true. Imagine if we, had, we were getting spears thrown at us right now or rocks slung at us before we even got here. That's, oh, the kupuna was badass, man. Like, yeah. Imagine if now, like, uh-oh, you had to turn back. We're not welcome. And yeah. you had to go back. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Even, yeah. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, it's eye-opening, you know. And, and... Wow. We're doing it with the luxury of we have weather forecasts, yeah. you know, we have escort boats if something yeah. goes wrong. Most of the time, sometimes mm -hmm. that thing can disappear too. We have technology, right, to make the canoe run better or yeah, be yeah. easier to work the lines and stuff. And it's just kind of like, you know, you can't, we only get, doing these things, we only get a glimpse of oh. what our kupuna experience yeah. or what they experience. And that's so important but it's also kind of like hard to contemplate, you know? Like this can be way harder than it just was. That was hard. Yeah. It can get way hard. It has been way harder than that for others. Wow. And it's like, yeah. And they had know, to just, fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, talk about a sense of humility, right? Yeah. Like, man, that was no easy feat. And it can always get harder than that. <laughs> Plus, they didn't have shoes, right? So they had to run barefooted. You know, who knows? Yeah. And who stuff. knows? Who knows? <laughs> For the I coral. Mean, I used to hear stories, you know, like the place Kaupo. That place oh, was, was named that because the warriors from the Big Island would come over, come, yes. land at night. Yeah. Kaupo, land at night, yeah. bus everybody up and then go back home. Back, and then yeah. I also imagine it happened to where they would come over thinking they cock got a walk and then they get bust up and then oh they gotta paddle back, back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when i'm at it's new yeah where they landed mm -hmm. and i look i always think of that wow you know they came in invaded and i look at the rocks yeah and 
they had to do it barefooted. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was like, oh my God. And it's like that, that channel crossing, which is not no easy. That's all in Nui Haha. That is a very, very rough channel. Oh, it is, yeah. That was just a warm up. Yeah. You know, yeah. to go get into a fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to get into a fight. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done the channel where the waves are really huge? Yeah. <clears throat> scary, yo. Scary. That yeah, was it can be it can be terrifying. I've never had an experience like had that one Nawahini right where I had the huge waves breaking in front of Haleolono. Oh, yeah. I never had that kind, but I have had different races where it was stormy the whole time and like before the race even the coast guard is basically saying like if something happened to you guys, we're not coming. You know, you're on your own out there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you get out there and it's like gnarly, huh? You you don't you don't notice it as much when you're in the you notice it and you feel it, but you're mm -hmm. in it, right? Yeah. But when you see the pictures after, yes. you're like, oh, look at that! Yeah. That windswell is dwarfing the escort uh, boat. Yes. Like, what yes. were we thinking? I know. But that's you know, you were thinking, I'm gonna make it. Yeah, <laughs> you never see how. Yeah, because I remember this one change we had to do. <clears throat> they go. You know, put your hands over your head because you don't know where the canoe yeah, is. Yeah. You know, when you're down, you see these waves, you know, and when you're up, you see everything. Away. So you yeah. want to look for your, your yeah. boat really quick because when it comes, you have to grab it as soon as it can. And as soon as you grab it, it whisks you all yeah. the way up. And then you got to get in as soon as you can because it goes, wham, yeah. you're back in the water. It was, yeah, that was quite an experience doing that one. Wow. And that was Kaibi Channel. Yeah. 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 You, you know, up and all the way down. Just, just you and I, right? We have, I'm sure we have plenty of stories we could swap about oh, yeah. crossing the Kaivi Channel in canoe. And it's, it's, it's kind of like mind boggling to think how many stories like that are there, you know? Oh, yeah. Over time, right? Like, yeah. not just from our modern time doing the race, but like old, old times. Old times, like, what? what was going through their heads like it you know at times i imagine it was life or death they had to go and just all those um you know the it's it's that it's those stories that we don't know about but you know have an idea happen that makes it such a you know part of the spiritual journey right yeah. like yeah. you're just kind of adding to the for lack of a better term, the genealogy of the channel, right? How yeah. many souls have crossed? Yeah. How many souls didn't the, make it? Yes, exactly. You know? <clears throat> How many souls? And you know, now we have all these buildings, so you have all landmarks. of these landmarks. Before, there was no light, so you, it's just black. Yeah. It was going black, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's, I think that's something that I love about the sport is it gives us, again, going back to the glimpse, right? The layout of the islands, the ridges, and the mountains, for the most part, and the ocean, it, that's how the kupuna saw it, yeah. you know? Yeah, sure, now get buildings and different landmarks, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the general layout is, that's what they saw. Yeah. And that's one of the few places we can go in this modern time to, to get that. At least, you know, Hawaii is small, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. there are places in the wilderness you can go and get that, but more often than not we spend so much time you know in the city on the roads and yeah. so you kind of forget right but being there it's like you get a, that reminder of like wow this was every day for them. <laughs> yeah every day i mean the, the yeah. water was their life 
food, everything. Yeah. I remember you saying <coughs> about your swim earlier in the Ao Ao Channel, and you're looking down, and you say, wow, "How blue," mm. which means how deep. Mm -hmm. And similar feelings that I've had before was like looking down, and it's so deep and so blue that it almost steals the breath out of your chest. You know, like you almost feel like it, yeah, like mesmerizing, <gasps> yeah. Because you see the shaft of light, yeah, down. And, yeah. It's so, and it just gets bluer and bluer and bluer yeah. and bluer until it turns black, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I talked to like one of my diving friends, he's not a paddler, but he's a pretty avid diver. Mm -hmm. And he, he would ask me that, he's like, Oh, you ever like, I guess he sometimes would go over a ledge and all of a sudden get really Ooh, deep, and he said, yeah. like, Oh, like you're it just steals your breath yeah and i would i would explain i was like hey, it's because the same it just, yeah mid channel or when you're out in the water like i know that yeah. feeling you're talking about it's kind of like you know yeah. you get paralyzed a little bit almost yeah yeah because i used to dive coral with um, larry windley folks black coral so that's like and what 200 feet down you had to go i don't know it was kind of deep <laughs> you just go <laughs> were you scuba diving yeah scuba diving wow. yeah the scary part is not too many fish but whatever fish you saw were huge <laughs> and then you have to decompress you have to hang on yeah. this line you take everything shiny off because right, the barracuda and, yeah. and you go how many more minutes oh it's so scary hanging just hanging right there in the middle of <laughs> blue all over just you and this line you know it's like oh but it's it's beautiful it's quiet there and yeah, it does take your breath away Black when you... coral diving. Yeah. That's a dying art. It is. I don't... Do they still do it? I'm sure there's probably some people, people that do it. Was that off of Lahaina as well? Yeah. You did that? Yeah. Yeah. I would hear the craziest stories about those divers. Oh. You know, like the bends was something they didn't really know about. Yeah. Oh. And so they were constantly bent. And like they would, I guess they'd go to the bar and drink all night to make it feel better. Yeah. And it wasn't until they went back down to depth that they'll be like, oh, okay, now I feel better. Yeah, 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 the decompressing, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But that was, yeah, it's beautiful down there. I've always liked the ocean underneath. It's so quiet, so peaceful. It's like, gosh, if I'm going to die, yeah, I can do that right now. <laughs> you know, it's so very peaceful, very, everything seems to be working together. And, you know, it's very rhythmic, the, you know, the just the flow of the water and, Everything's so gentle, and black coral under the water is really soft. Really? Yeah, it's not stiff. Oh. It's really soft. You can touch it. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's something I've never... I've scuba dived, but I've never been down, like, oh. hundreds of feet, you know, looking for black coral or, like, yeah, I can oh, only imagine. Yes. I would always hear stories, and it was, it was impressive to hear those stories, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Would you, was it ever a worry? I, somebody told me this one time, like, I guess, you know, obviously people have lost their lives yeah. in the pursuit of black coral. And one case being the diver came back up to the surface and the boat was gone. That or the diver drifted, drifted away and yeah. just, I, I can't imagine that feeling, you know, it must be terrifying. But I yeah. assume every time you came to the surface, the boat was there. Yeah, yes, thank God. Jeez. But I remember we used to go um, uh, catch fish for the aquarium things. And this is my, thank God my father taught me this. He said, you look at the sand and you'll see little ridges like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you know where the shore is because of the ridges of the, the water when it goes this way. It makes little ridges like that, so you know that that's the shore. Oh. And I, so when we were doing that, 
my husband then used to always lose his way. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't know where the boat is and stuff yeah. like that. So I kept telling him, you know, look, look, look. He says, look, <laughs> you know. So then I had to teach him how to look for, you know, how the water is going and things like huh. that. So yeah. it, in general, I'm trying to picture this and in my mind, would the ridges and those crests, would they run parallel or perpendicular to shore in general? So it goes like this, right, the water. So yeah. I guess they would be parallel okay, to the yeah, shore. Okay, yeah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Wow, I never thought about that. Really? Yeah, yeah. my father taught me because, because we would dive really deep and we'd come up and, and then go back down yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And we oh. had to know where we were, yeah, right? Yeah. So he says, you watch, you look, you look. Ah, yeah. wayfinding so underwater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he taught me, you know, I think about it, he taught me a lot of stuff. I never, I never really thought about it until I'm old. And you know, it's, it's interesting, yeah, like some of the things as a, as a water person, ocean person that you take for granted, oh, everybody knows that. But like, no, no. not everybody knows that not stuff. Everybody. And it might be the smallest, minorest detail to you, but it's also like, how helpful was that minor detail, right? Yeah. And it could have possibly saved your life or made your swim much shorter in the yeah. end or yeah. being observant. Yeah. And it's yeah. always like rhythm. It's like paddling canoe, rhythm. You just have to work with the water. Don't go against the water when you're pulling or, I mean, if you use your whole body, it's so easy to paddle. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can go forever. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I love when I paddle, I can move the canoe. Yeah. It feels really good. <laughs> you know, you deep and you pull it and it moves. It's like, yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very neat. I guess everything I do, I really totally immerse myself in what I do. It's natural. You're a water person. Yeah. You have to immerse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except, hey, no splash me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's funny. There, there are times where I would be doing so much stuff on the water, be it everything, right? Mm -hmm. Surfing, paddling, on the boat, fishing, this, that. Three times a day, getting in and out. Whereas sometimes at the end of the day, like, for go take showers, like, <laughs> I'm kind of tired of being wet. I'm kind of tired yeah. of having to towel off. And it also explaining to wet. people, like, you know, getting wet, if it's by choice, no problem. But if you're not in the mood to get wet and you get splashy, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, hey, I wasn't ready for that yet. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, oh, it's a water sport. I go, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Or the other one, right? It's one thing to be cold, and it's one thing to be wet, but it's a whole nother ballgame to be cold and wet. wet. It's so ugly. It just zaps it's so the energy right out of you and you hate it. You just hate <laughs> oh, it. I know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going, oh. I'm, I'm going in my brain at some experiences where it's just like, I am over this. I am so done with this. I'm so ready to be done. But you're not that's, there yet. <laughs> that's when I get cranky. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I know. Oh, oh man. It's so funny. <laughs> It's so funny. It's the human element, yeah. 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 But I thank all the women I paddle with because they're so tolerant of me. I'm so. <laughs> I scream a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I expect a lot. And 
but you know, we win, so what the heck? Right. <laughs> you know, it's the whole thing. Right. Yeah. 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 When you do it that long, you know, you know what it takes, you know mm -hmm. what to expect, and your expectations become high, right? When you do it long enough. Yeah. Because you don't want to feel like you're going backwards. No, no, you don't <laughs> want to go backwards. Yeah, yeah. And it's so cute when you have new paddlers in the canoe. And, you know, they look at me, I'm old, you know, overweight, white hair. And they try to teach you how to paddle. Yeah. I think it's so cute. <laughs> I'll show you, baby, how to paddle. <laughs> oh, that, that's, ador you're adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're also very green. <laughs> After they see me paddle, they go, oh, how long have you been paddling? Oh, my life. Oh, you yeah, know. Start doing the math, yeah. They run out of fingers and toes to count on. Yeah. That's what makes it, that's what makes the sport so inspiring. Yeah. Is, look, you know. Even how old you are, you can do it. Yeah. Same that, as swimming. Same yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's, somebody told me that a while back. Like, if you find a sport that you see older people doing it and doing it well, you found a good sport yeah because you know you're not gonna get so bust up that you can't do it you know like, a lot of sports are high impact yeah, yeah. even surfing I, oh know, yeah yeah you know at a certain point you kind of like well you know how are you gonna compete but yeah paddling is like i can compete against them exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah swimming too it's um that's why i try to tell my grandkids find a sport they can do when you're old Good like, advice. Yeah. 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 Do the fun ones. Do, do the ones you can when you're young. Yeah. But, you know, find, you find, your, find your sport. You know. Yeah. 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 It's all body, surf, body surfing at McKenna, right? Oh, I love body surfing. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. But I always tell my friends, like, oh, McKenna, that's the place I get bust up the most. <laughs> because it's short <laughs> yeah. break. You know, yeah. it's like, wham, yeah, but oh, I can't get away from it, you know? Like, I love doing it. No, yeah. I love it. No, I don't like to be whacked and sand all over. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, yeah. no I like better. Like Lahaina um, by Kapalua place. They have nice body, work, body oh, yeah. surfing oh, waves okay. there. Gotta go check yeah. them out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's a strong current when the waves come up. As long as you know where the current yeah. is, yeah, just surf. Yeah. Body surfing. Yeah. Sometimes just your hand is yeah. out there. Oh, I love it's, it. It's so pure, right? Yeah. Because it's just you and the ocean. Uh, yes, you don't, you don't yes. need anything. No, you don't need you anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I like um, the simplicity of some certain, you know, even to a certain extent, paddling is a very simple sport. You know, it's not, but it is. You know, it's just, it's your, you and your crew are in the canoe and the yeah. ocean. It doesn't yeah. get much simpler than that. No. But on the other hand, body surfing is just you and the ocean. Yeah, you know, nothing else. Yeah, you yeah. make it fun. You make it fun, yeah. 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 yeah, I love body surfing too, and I could. Gosh, I, I guess I, I still could. It's you know, the next day I probably had to take some turmeric. <laughs> I don't have problems walking, or getting out of bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's a good feeling, but at the moment, but you know, yeah, the next day you be like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I, oh I know. that's what I get for going body surfing for four hours yesterday. <laughs> it's funny when you're young, none of that stuff you think about happened. It. Yeah. 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 When you get older, I'm <laughs> too bad. Well, you know what they say, getting old isn't for sissies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're telling me, you know. And I used to hate say, I used to do that. Oh, I hate that, that uh. phrase. I used to be able, 
I was good at that. And my grandkids, really? I thought, oh yeah, they look at me like a very old lady, never did anything in her <laughs> life, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else are we going to talk about. When did you start surfing? And uh, so, as a kid growing up, I always had boogie board, yeah? So, mm. my, my parents weren't surfers. Oh. My, my uncle was the surfer in the family, and he's the one who got me into it. So, before I could drive on my own, you know, it was up to my parents when we got to go. Because we lived in Makawa, yeah. right? We were kind of, oh, we lived on the mountain. Way, so, yeah. so, the beach wasn't always, a, it wasn't a daily thing like it is oh. for me now. But, you know, I had a boogie board. They bought me a boogie board. And whenever we went, I would be in the water all day boogie boarding. When I was about 14, that's when I started dabbling in surfing. My uncle lent me an old surf, old mini tanker. It was like an eight two or an eight four and it had this really cool splatter fluorescent blue and green splatter paint job on it i don't remember <laughs> yeah. what kind of board yeah. at the time i thought it was the most uncool thing ever right because i was like it was just a borrowed board and i was like you know it wasn't a new shiny board with all those quicksilver yeah, 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 stickers yeah, yeah. or whatever right so it was like a little bit like oh you know they can tell i'm, I'm kind of new or whatever <laughs> but i always get compliments like oh cool paint job and then now that I think about it, it's like, oh, I wish I still had that board. That was the coolest board ever. <laughs> and my Uncle Joe, bless his heart, he would lend me his surfboards and me and my cousin, he would let us bust them up. You know, we'd crash them, crash them on the rock or whatever, yeah. go over the reef at low tide because we never know any better. And once I started driving, um, that's when I became more of like, okay, this is something I want to get into. Uh. And I remember going through those first few years of like, kind of figuring it out, you know, especially when you're young, right? You know, you like go surf big, you know, quote unquote, big waves, right? Mm, so you go out you and- get bus up. <laughs> oh, you get bus up and like, that's when you learn though. Oh you, yeah. You know, you gotta fall thousands of times before you can learn how to fall right. Y yes. And then eventually you start falling a lot less. Mm -hmm. And eventually like, you know, you surf the same spots enough that you kind of figure out the the tactics right this mm -hmm. kind of wave requires this kind of paddle out this kind of wave requires this kind of yes. tactic or you yeah. know you set yourself up inside of everybody or is this one of those places like you don't want to be inside when the big one comes so you set yourself up outside and mm -hmm. wait mm -hmm. or wide or deep and everything in between yeah and then it becomes when you travel to go someplace else you kind of like can look at the ocean and the beach and the shoreline you can kind of I read it tell. right yeah Be like oh this is this kind of setup you know yeah. so okay you read it and you look okay so i should paddle out over there that's where the peak is mm -hmm. so if i want to avoid danger i go this way if i want to get into trouble i go that way and yeah next thing you know it, it becomes kind of a natural, natural thing to to read the layout of the water yeah and granted unfamiliar places you always have to take extra caution mm -hmm. because you, you don't know. know. Currents, everything, yeah. You don't, might have saltwater crocodile. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting also as when you become more seasoned and you start to see, you know, newbies coming, right? Like mm -hmm. you said, right? Oh, did this guy know? This, does this person know what they're doing? And you can tell right from the get-go, even the way they walk with their surfboard, like, all right, you're going to be back on the beach in about 10 <laughs> minutes. You know, you're not even going to make it out there. Yeah. But... At the same time, you still, you know, you want to give a little bit of guidance and teach from your experience. Because yeah. that's how we learn. That's yeah. how I learn, right? That's People tell me, hey, yeah. 
hey, you yeah. know, try try this or, yeah, or yeah. if you want to get in, you can't get in that way. The current too strong. You yeah, gotta go yeah, this way. Yeah. And it's such a humbling sport. It is. Surfing is yeah. so humbling. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one minute you're on top of the world, you know, catching all kind of great waves, and the next can't breathe you cannot breathe <laughs> and you're wondering when i gonna come up or uh oh my leash just broke like or you know oh my board broke or whatever mm-hmm. and everybody is equal under the lip of a closing out gigantic <laughs> set wave yeah. you know like yep. no matter yeah. and it can get you know moments of a little bit of terror you know yeah. but then the the training right that you've gone through over the years teaching yourself how to stay calm and not to panic yeah or like you kind of panicking but you're right on the edge (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i guess in life that's how it is when bad things are happening it keeps you calm it teaches you how to be calm and you can assess i never thought about yeah when you're learning how to surf the current the waves this i never it was so natural for me oh okay you know i can you know it's a natural thing yeah you yeah. ever kayak? I did a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's it's it wasn't as easy for me as as a one man canoe. You know, I never I didn't get into it as much. Oh really? No. Yeah. Kayak is easier than one. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm always afraid to go, you know, the other side. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, that's another one. You know, like ever since OC1s became a thing and mm-hmm. single craft, single person paddle craft, it, it became an extension of surfing for me. So like, you know, Maliko runs, right? It's all down, right? It's all surfing. It's just like, it's uncrowded. You don't get, there's one billion waves out there and you can't catch them all. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, nobody's gonna like cut you off or try dropping on uh, you or true. scream at you. And yeah. like, it's almost like, ah, I almost prefer that some days, you know, really? depending on the, depends on the day. I never, I never got to, um, to doing that one, OC ones. I did um, kayaking a lot in Alaska. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Cold and water, cold water action. It's hot, huh? actually. Really? Yeah. Huh. I go summertime, it's hot. Oh, okay. You just uh, go, you know, with sleeveless and stuff. But wow. I remember this one time I went, um, <clears throat> and they go, Lady, you better come back. I go, well, you know, I'm kayaking. <laughs> Lady, you better come back. Nah, you know, I'm going more forward. And then this um, ice ice fell down. Oh. And I thought, holy moly, <laughs> this wave was coming wow. to me. Oh, it was scary. So when the guide tells me, you better stay on the edge, not in the center. Okay, you know. Unfamiliar place. Unfamiliar, yeah. but yeah. here I thought it was a big shot, right? I, mean, I know <laughs> yeah. how to. I know how to. I do know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Until I saw the ice. That you know what do you call that thing? The glacier. When it dro- yeah, the glacier drops wow. and then it makes this huge wave. Oh yeah. yeah. I've thought, never been to Alaska, so I have no oh. clue. Oh, it's so beautiful. That's what yeah. I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah, I used to. Um, I used to fly the plane, and we'd go. Um, hunt you know we'd look for the fish yeah. and then we'd call in where the fish oh, okay. is and then okay. everybody would yeah wow yeah and that's where i brought my granddaughter she learned how to fly i mean she flew the plane when we were going oh wow. yeah i got my you, license you yeah. have your pilot's license yeah oh, no way. yeah i had but it's it's expired 
the guy that taught me, I feel really bad. Um, he's from Hana. What was his name? Oh, anyway, I told him, oh, you gotta come to Lanai, you know, ride your bicycle here and then. You know, I've rode my bicycle all over the island, da 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 da. So he went, he fell in the city, and he died. Whacked Aww. his head. John Dreyer, yeah. Oh. I thought, oh, I feel so bad. I told him it was so fun, and he dies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yuck. Oh. But he used to tell me, you're crazy. You, I go, no, I'm not. He goes, yeah, nobody like you. Nobody drives like you. I go, why? We just, if we fall out of the sky, we just wait a little bit and then straighten it out. That's what you told me. He goes, yeah, but you're too drastic. I go, no, I'm not. We never crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. And I hope my daughter picks up flying. I've been encouraging her to do that. Me? To fly. That's neat. Mm -hmm. wow. wow. It's almost like being deep in the water. Yeah. It's really quiet. Right. There's nobody else. But right. you know, everybody has different levels, right? Yeah, so they yeah. go opposite uh -huh. and you just right in the middle going oh. like that. Yeah. And you know, you see some incredible things in the area. Just oh. the bird's eye view, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. Just being up there flying around. Oh. But I hate coming into Honolulu. It's like you got to listen to the radio and you see yeah. all this, pl oh, so yeah. many planes coming Traffic. in and I go, ah, no, I don't want Honolulu, oh. but I'll land everyplace else. Huh. Hana is interesting because there's a, when you're coming in and there's always this wind, it lifts you up and then oh, it yeah, brings yeah, you yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. I'm thinking of the airport where the location is and yeah, the, yeah. the weather over there. And it's not a very long run. No, you, it's not. you only have one chance of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tried to do all, yeah. Cease, carpe diem, cease the moment. So in, that's inspired, so inspiring. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm. So cool. <laughs> Try it. I've, um, I never dabbled in flying, but however, we used to fly helicopters, fly in helicopters all the time to Kaho Olave. Oh yeah. And so we would get to wear the headsets and, yeah. and listen to the, the airport tower. So I kind of know a little bit about what you experience. You know, I can't imagine being the pilot, but um, just the amount of attention that needs to be paid to yes. your instruments, what you're being told, uh -huh. you know, the, mind, the little details. Yeah. <coughs> and at the same time, just the feeling of, you know, kind of freedom, right? Just you're in the air, like. Yeah. This yeah. one time I got picked up, there was, what happened? So, uh, one of the helicopters bringing fuel to Kaho'olawa, they used to longline it in these pods and they, they dropped it by accident. Something came up. Oh, the pilot had a hydraulic failure. Oh. So he had to eject, you know, he had to cut the load. And so the pod crashed on the island. Thankfully, the, the pilot was able to land the helicopter. Cause, so, okay, I can tell this story then. Mm -hmm. Might as well. So I was working with Alan Decoit on island. We were, at the time, we were doing road maintenance and whatnot. And before, they used to fly in our diesel fuel for the generators by helicopter in these 400-gallon aluminum pods. So, it, you know, the guy had to do Sorry. several runs a week or every other week or a month. So, you know, if it was fuel day, it was fuel day. The guy went back and forth, back and forth. And we had this channel on our radio that we could monitor the air channel. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we just have it on just, to, you know, so we know heads up where the guy's coming. And he'd always call in at these certain locations. Hey, going from here to here, here mm -hmm. to here, there to there. 
And so he's making his, his basically his final descent into Honokanaya base camp. And I was driving on the road in a separate vehicle. And then all of a sudden we just hear this screaming on the radio. And it was the pilot. He was screaming, hydraulic failure, hydraulic failure, hydraulic failure. Mm. And we saw the helicopter like start turn around and like, you know, doing something. And then it disappeared. And so I just happened to meet up with Alan on the road. And Alan, Alan had his pilot, pilot's license to in helicopters, so he knew. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. And so we, we didn't, there were no words exchanged. We just looked at each other. Our eyes were about this wide. And then we got into the same truck and we're like, let's drive up the road. And I remember that feeling of not being sure what we were going to come across mm-hmm. and being kind of scared. Because this is our friend too, right? Mm-hmm. The pilot, like we all knew each other. We were yeah. good friends. And so we get up over the rise and the pilot brought the helicopter down onto one. There was these concrete transition pads Mm -hmm. every so often in the middle of the gravel road for water, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, just a few meters to the left, a big pu'u, uneven terrain. And then just a few meters off the road to the right, basically bad terrain, uncleared area with lots of ordnance. So he brought that, he set that thing down right where he needed to set it. Oh, good job, yeah. And the, the, the bird was just winding down when we got, and you know, like, I was in my head, like, we only had a tiny fire extinguisher in the truck, <laughs> you know, I'm like thinking like, oh man, like, what are, we, what, what are we about to go through? But thankfully we came up and the bird was set down on the ground, mm-hmm. just winding down, and the pilot's name was Lawrence Guillermo, we call him LG. And here's LG, he gets out of the bird, and he's like, punching it and kicking it and swearing at it i was so scared and then alan and i we get out of the car and we just make our way up easy right and lg like turns to us and you can see like he's his fists are clenched and like his eyes are just so gigantic and his jaw is like this he looks so angry and again like no words were said but alan being a pilot and also like a (laughs) vietnam vet like he knew what he was seeing and he went straight up to lawrence and just gave him the biggest hug you know wow even the biggest hug ever and then things calmed down and turns out one of his pumps it had a quick hydraulic failure so he lost control and i guess the bird kind of rolled and then when it rolled back he got hydraulic control again and then by then he that's how he was able to land the bird so the aftermath of that was another helicopter came and you know the mechanic came and i remember lawrence the mechanics started looking things and Lawrence like pretty much like jumped in and said, I want to see what the hell went wrong with this thing, you know, and they got into it and they had to leave the bird on the ground there for a few, for a day or two, but they made Lawrence like get back in the helicopter and get back in the air right away. Yeah. You know, that was it. That's what the <laughs> boss said, like get him back in the air. Yeah. And so a couple of days later, another pilot came with a small bird, the 500, and they wanted us to take pictures of the fuel spill. Mm. It, it went down in some uncleared area, so we couldn't go there with vehicle or hike down. It was too dangerous. So the bird shows up with no doors, you know? So it's like, oh. okay, Lopaka, you got your camera? Okay, jump in and you're gonna take pictures. And I was like, oh, cool, all right, we're gonna fly without doors. Like, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> and then as soon as we take off, it hits me, right? I have my camera in my hand and there's a, the little strap. And I realize, like, I'm about to like go like this and get ready to take pictures and I'm like it's right there. if I drop this thing and it hits the tail rotor like 
holy smoke and I had that quick initial moment of panic you know so I was like I stop and I, I put the lanyard around my wrist because <laughs> you know? in the pilot also kind of like tilted me over to the side so I could get good pictures you know and it just be like whoa <laughs> that was just you know one of many helicopter experiences thankfully I haven't had any really scary ones but that was one scary one because you know that was LG that was our buddy you know like yeah but um flying you know it's not it's there's it's just like a it's it's similar to a boat where it's like you know a car you get a mechanical breakdown or flat tire you you pull over Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you can figure it out it's still stressful but you can figure Mm -hmm. boat you get a mechanical breakdown or or you run out of fuel which you're not supposed to Mm. mid-channel and it's rough what you gonna do yeah worse off in the air (laughs) (laughs) what you gonna do helicopters are i I don't like it because they don't have the ability to glide. Yeah. Like, can, you know, the Cessna high wing. Right. You can glide anywhere. You know, I've landed in pineapple field because I misgaged my gas. You know. Oh, no. So, oh, yeah. Stupid. Just, wow. I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. <gasps> I cannot make it. I got to look now. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. But Kaholavi. When did I start going? Late, the late 60s, early 70s, I think, when they're still bombing and things. And um, I didn't realize how traumatized I was until they had that celebration of the arts. Really? And they showed um, Kaho'olawi. I can't remember the whole thing, but as soon as they showed the bombing and the ground shaking, I sweat. Because I was there when they bombed. And you cannot stand. I mean, you just fall over. You wow. can't stand. It was like, holy moly. And I saw the whole thing. I was crying. And I go, I re- oh, I remember that feeling. Oh, it was so scary. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, that was you were with the early warriors, though, then, and then we, in those days. I guess you would call us um, activists. Yeah. We were just trying to save Kaho'olawi. Yeah. Um, okay, describe to me what that entailed. You know, so like, how did you get to Kaho'olawe where did you leave from yeah how did you get involved and then like the logistics of of actually getting there and then being there well first of all I thought that's not right bombing this island it's Hawaii you don't bomb an island okay so I had that in the back of my head then I got involved with people I didn't know they were involved with Kaho'olawe but they said hey Sanya you want to go Kaho'olawe I go yeah why not okay so um, Fairbanks was the first group I went with was Fairbanks, Aluli, a couple of other people too. You know, I think maybe Walter was there too. Um, I have to look at my pictures. And so we used to have meetings out in the ocean, just like renegades. I mean, <laughs> we were really secret. The you know, rebels. we had to go out in the water and have our meetings and stuff. And then, you know, we'd come together and then how we're going to approach the island, when we're going to approach the island, you know, what we're going to bring to, you know, to the island and stuff like that. <coughs> so we had, I guess, a fisherman. I remember it was a blue, blue boat in the dark. So we're going, and then we had to let the boat drift certain place. Then we all slowly come out of the water, and we all had to make one line, right? Everybody had to carry certain, but I made sure I was in the center 
<laughs> I was not on the periphery, on the edge where you can eat in really quick, right? <laughs> so yeah, we go on the island and and we set up camp and things like that. And certain part time of Kaholawi, you have like rat infestation, mm -hmm. or you have honeybees, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so you just have to know what you're gonna deal with when you're going mm. to to that place. And when we went, we had to do um, rebuild the holly. Okay. But it's changed. It moves. It moved, or something. I you know when I went back, I go. Hey, it wasn't here before. What <laughs> happened to it? And then you know we had to go look at the um, the where the fresh water. It was fresh water before it got brackish. Oh. That area and yeah, we hung around and yeah, I used to go quite frequently there. And then one time, one day that blue boat didn't come on time and they started to bomb. And that's when I really got. I thought oh. I'm gonna die. I thought, okay. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die for a good cause. Wow. I mean, that attitude, it was, yeah, I was scared. That's, that's warrior attitude. And then the people escorted on with their guns and stuff, escorted us on the side, and I go, so what, you can shoot us? <laughs> <laughs> so brash. What a, I tell you, so, what, well, yeah. You can put us in jail, you can shoot us. No, they didn't. They dropped the charges they, for federal. It's a federal offense, yeah? Yeah. Do you remember what place on the island you were typically landing at? You see, I don't remember. I know several th t um, times places. when I had different places, yeah. But that first time, I don't remember where it was. Wow. Wow. And I didn't have pictures. You know, we didn't have camera then, yeah. right? Yeah. But the subsequent ones, I know it was a KIRC, uh -huh. whatever. There was a, all the barracks, yeah? Yeah, in Honokanaia. Oh, is it? Yeah. It was really good then because they had all of these chefs from the different <laughs> hotels and they would cook for us. It was like, yes, you know. And they have all these. Oh, I remember this one time we went out swimming and I dove and I go, oh my God, there's a big bomb. Yeah. So we had to go out and tell them, oh, there's a bomb there, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. And then we had to go, you know, I, I, what's, what's that little dip called? It's a mosquito place. It's um, uh, Makika? Is it, or oh, something like that. It's is supposed it near to be the summit of the island? Near the top? No, it was, no, wasn't it at the top. There's one in the middle. Well, there's several. It's a little dip like that. Um, there's one called Kealia Lalo, which is in the center of the island or near the center. And then there's one called Kealia Luna, which is kind of above Hakiwaba on the northeast side of the island. I wonder if that's the one you're talking about. I don't know, but we're all there looking for ordinances, and all of a sudden, we're <laughs> ding, 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 everybody stop. <laughs> it was scary. You know, you don't know if the thing is going to explode, but we just <laughs> wait. Oh, clear, okay. <laughs> but yeah, we did all the, yeah, the first couple of times we were looking for ordinances and things wow. like that. Mm -hmm. And then after that, then Hawaiian Canoe Club started to bring the kids yeah. over, and then they made trails, and, yeah. you know. So you remember, or you have memories of what it looked like when it was mostly barren, red, yeah. hard pan, yeah. compared to what it looks like now? Yeah, now it's green. Yeah. yeah. Greener, and yeah. Greener, and you don't have all these big crevices, I mean. You yeah, know. well, they're, they're still there. They're just covered by the Kiabe Forest. And oh, the, is it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something that Uncle Maka 
told me about was just you know he remembers what it used to look like all the gullies and gulches and and the crevices and they're kind of hidden now i really want to talk to somebody who lived there when it was a ranch yeah you know those those people are are they gone some of uh, some of them are in fact we we just spread the ashes of one of somebody from the Pedro family who was actually born there or grew up there. Really? And so we return the ashes to Kuhi'ia Bay and Ahupu, which is on the north side. And wow. Kind of cool, you know, yeah. just, well, it's, it's also like for me, it's interesting to hear your experience going to Kaho Olave, A, as a, as a protester, as an activist. <laughs> And no, then we just want to see the island. Yeah, no, no, totally. To my impression of going to Kaho Olave now is we bring volunteers, right? People are volunteering oh, to yeah. go and do restoration work, but it's yeah. it's like it's totally different because we have permission to be there mm. and we don't have to meet in secret in the middle of the ocean and do these night things to keep so we don't be seen. Mm-hmm. And it's just so like it's kind of it's kind of mind boggling to to think about that that that's how it used to be you know? how it started yeah. that's how it started to what it is now and having to be you know mindful and thankful that you folks did what you did because you know that essentially that was the foundation for what turned into my livelihood now oh yeah. and it's like and if it wasn't for for you folks and your groups doing that like I would have a different yeah. story, you know. Well, even the island would have a different the story. The island would have a different story. Mm-hmm. So many of the people who come now that are, you know, inspired by it or changed by it, that, that would all be different. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a huge contribution to the community, you know, that, yeah. that you folks did back in those days. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy, yeah. I'm going to die today. Good cause. (laughs) It sounds like you've lived many lives worth of adventures and stories and accomplishments. And, but you know, the human, your humbleness, the humility of it all, you know, that's why why I wanted to talk story with you (laughs) because, you know, there's a lot more than meets the eye, you know, you see one auntie, I see one adventurer, an <laughs> athlete, an activist, you know. Oh yeah, I remember when, when they're trying to close down Queen Surf, yeah, I was out there with my signs, Yeah. made the newspaper again, save Queen Surf, <laughs> right. I thought, oh man. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you, you folks were there as local people from Hawaii, you know, laying those foundations for what was important what is important to Mm -hmm. us as a local community you know yeah our resources the the ocean i mean not the land everything right it's wow yeah and i remember my dad too was conservation he goes okay we're gonna get seaweed and he'd get really upset because he'd see these people take a lot Mm -hmm. and he would go to them and say you family eat that much food he would say, you leave for others, go for other people. Because yeah. they would go and harvest everything. Yeah. And he was up, yeah, he would approach them. Oh, yeah. And say, yeah, you can't do that. Lay, yeah. Save for other people. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he taught lots. And now, what? No more seaweed. You can't see we seaweed. Mm -hmm. Hard to find now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I went to um, um, Nas Nazca. Because I yeah, because yeah, I wanted to eat that lacy red yeah, leaf. Yeah. The beach used to be covered in yes, that stuff over there. Yes, not I couldn't even find one. And then um, one of my friends, Enomoto. Yeah. Yeah. He said, "God, you gotta go dive." I go, "No way! There's plenty of sharks out there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I know where all the sharks live. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. But that is sad. That is sad. Yeah. I remember when I was a small kid going down to Nazca, you know, we call it Nazca, and you could see all the, the an, you know, the aunties and the uncles. There are leaning, always older people yeah, picking all the limu, all you know? The yeah. 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 I remember always getting stung by man o' wars down oh, there. Oh, yeah. Kid, you know, always had. Seemed or like always had. Even like um, Vana. There's no more Vana. You can't eat. It, you can't find them can't anymore. Find it, yeah. I've been stepped on to death. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, stepping on those things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of things are disappearing. It's sad. It's sad. It is. And, um, you know, that's why ah, these conversations are so important, you know, because mm. it gives us just at least a glimpse of it and a story, right? Just it's information to archive and remember and. Yeah. Yeah. Just go do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for oh. for talking story with me, oh, Auntie course. Sally. Thank um, you. Again, you've always been an inspiration to me, but now more so that I know a little <laughs> bit more. You know, I know we just scratched the surface, but oh, oh. you are an incredible Fun. woman. Oh, why? Thank you. No, it's you know, it's the Lord. The Lord prepared me for all this stuff. Yes. And yeah. I think to share to for people to say, hey, Malama the land. Yeah. You take care of that, it'll take care of you. Yeah. And yeah. all your steps are, are yeah. predetermined. Yeah, it's, your, your faith is, is proof, you yeah. know, the proof of, of the, the fruits of your labor. And yeah. yeah, right on. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Is that it? Done? Pow. 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 All right. <laughs>